0: It's time to analyse all
1: the geeky things that I can find, even though we're over 30. Let's look at some stuff, and then talk
0: 30. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Talk Nerdy To Me. I'm Jay. And today we're going to be talking about Invincible Season 1. That was on Amazon Prime recently, and that just aired. And we're going to talk about it in full spoiler detail. And when I say we, you might be like, who's we? Because normally I would say, I'm Jay, and there'd be a quick, I'm Gaz that comes up. But there is no Gaz today, because Gaz didn't watch it. So I've called in an old, an old friend, uh, an old friend of the pod I want everyone to welcome back the king, Chris Wakefield. Everyone is back. Everyone, Chris Wakefield. Hello, hello. Hello there. Hello. I'll see if Gaz can edit in some cheering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some yeah, I deserve like rap- a, a little bit of a round of applause for them. Yeah, rapturous the applause. Theaters. Yeah, yeah. And if um, there was one thing that I was going to return to the show for, it's this fucking cartoon. It's...
0: amazing. I don't want to show my hand right away, but it's an amazing adaptation of a comic to a TV show. And this is coming from someone who hasn't read the comic, and I'll explain more about that as we go on. But yeah, from this point on, there's gonna be full spoiler details. So if you if you've not watched the show, go watch the show and come back to this. And if you're and also, I'll just throw it in now. Go to www.talknerdy.uk. Email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com. Don't know why I forgot that for a moment. Um, and, yeah, I just wanted to get all that out the way because I just really want to talk about this TV show. So... Left a little gap there for Gaz. He'll edit that. Uh, <laughs> the gap so, filler. Gap filler. Gaz filler. Um, right. So, yeah, let's just get right into this. Um, Invincible. Chris, the... Paul Wizard Wakefield, what do you think of first impressions before we get into it in a deeper level, first impressions of this show?
1: I just thought it was awesome. I thought it was just like literally jaw-dropping television, just top tier. Yeah. You know, just fantastic. <laughs> I
0: mean, have you read the comic?
1: No. Well, if you remember rightly... Uh, on an episode of Chris's Comics, free comic book day issue. Free um, comic book day episode, should I say. I read the free comic book day issue that was a reprint of Invincible Number 1. And that was my first exposure to it. And if you remember, I was very lukewarm on it. And I just mm. said, yeah, I read this. Uh, There's a lot of fuss going on about it. Um, but I thought it was okay. Uh, it was just like a a pretty bog standard saturday morning cartoon superhero origin story but you see the issue 1 ends um before the the um the guardians of the globe are wiped out by omniman uh brutally so of course when that happened in the show you know i did not see that coming um so that part's not included in the first issue. That's what I didn't carry on with it. You that's know, that's I mean? insane. That
0: was... Because I, in my head, like when I was re- when I was watching this,
1: I was like, "What a way to end a first issue!" Because that's how I. I'm, so like, don't yeah. put that in issue one. No, no, that's why I didn't carry on. Because like, I, I read it and it was just like that's oh, okay. You know, it was fine. It wasn't anything special. It's definitely not anything that is like different and like crazy. Um, so yeah, I wasn't even that stoked. I wasn't that stoked on the show coming because. I was just like, you know, I didn't really have any expectations for it. And so when that happened at the start of episode one, I was just like, what the fuck? Okay, this is getting interesting. Yeah, by the way, just
0: I just realized I've been like one of the worst hosts ever. Uh, For those who don't know, I'm just assuming you all know who Chris Wakefield is. But if you don't know, for whatever reason, Chris uh, Chris hosts a podcast called Chris's Comics that I guest on. Like regularly to the point where we've made me a co-host, which is nice. Um But also, Chris used to be on Talk Nerdy to Me and it was more or less, Chris was the comics correspondent, he's the main man and he is still in my life my comics correspondent, so when it came to this show, or any comic book related show, if I don't read the comic, the first person I talk to about stuff like this is Chris. And if Chris isn't reading the comic, to me it's almost... It's almost a bit niche like and the idea that Amazon were making a show about this. I'm not saying it is niche, by the way, but if I if Chris finds it niche, in my opinion, I still think that a lot of people will find it niche. I still feel like that's the impression I've gotten because, by the way, I love this show. This was amazing. It's great. But God knows how many people I've tried to talk to this about and no one's
1: watched it apart from like you and me. That's really interesting that you should say that, because I've got the complete opposite story to, like, people in my circle. Oh, come um, on. Yeah, I mean, the reaction to this show um, was just, like, crazy for me, because there was people watching it that I would never expect to watch it. Like, everyone in work was watching it. Really? Like, people, yeah, like, people that I wouldn't expect to. Like... You know, I don't want to sound like a snob, but even, like, the normie, casual comic book fans who don't actually read the comics, you know, they just watch, like, the Marvel movies or whatever, mm. you know, they were watching it. And it was literally, like, the water cooler, you know, talking point in work every Friday. It was, like, a it was a big oh, I, deal. I, I, just, I want
0: to be at that water cooler.
1: Yeah, why, why? dude, I had to walk out of work. The uh, When was it? It was on Friday because I was in work early. And then everyone else came in, and they were about to spoil it for me. I literally had to run out of work with my fingers in my ears going, la, 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 la don't fucking say a thing. And they were just shouted out, you're going to love it. <laughs> in the car park, and I was like running to get in my car before they could spoil it. But yeah, like, honestly, like, everyone was watching this show. Like, um, it, was, it was funny, actually, because I was like halfway through the first episode, and um, Abby walks in the room. And she sits down, and she just starts playing on her phone. And she's like, why are you watching this, like, lame cartoon of, like, a rip-off of every other superhero property? And I was right. like, it's, it's what all the cool kids are watching. It's meant to be good, you know? Um, and she was, like, dead, like, you know, turning her nose up at it. And then as, it, as, the, as the show, like, progressed, I could see her sort of, like, get more and more into it. And she, like, put, put her phone down. And by the end of the episode, she's like, stopped looking at her phone completely," and was watching it intently on the edge of her seat. She was like yeah. hooked, um, which is which is great. However, it then it then became one of those annoying shows where you have to wait and you can only watch <laughs> with your partner. It was yeah. like one of the our, one of our shows that we watched together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that was completely unexpected because Abby's like she's not into cartoons at all, like um and abby likes you know,
0: independent if, comic book stories so the idea of like yeah almost traditional superheroes but like the oldie version of them just
1: is still not going to appeal <laughs> to her <laughs> it was yeah but it's weird because like every time like she walks in the room and i'm watching like batman or x-men cartoons she just like looks at the screen sighs and then walks back out again but for some reason this one like really connected with her um you know like i say she, she was just totally hooked on it um we you know we finished the last episode and then as soon as the credits rolled the first thing she said was is there going to be a season 2 and i was like yeah and she's like when <laughs> like i think she liked it more than me it was crazy um <laughs> but but yeah it was like um maybe i don't know maybe um because it was like edgy and violent or something or maybe I mean, just yeah, cause it was let's, really that's
0: that's a really good point to go into cuz like we're talking amazon prime Home of the Boys. Um, yeah, this was this... basically
1: just animated boys. It, yeah, it's animated <laughs> which, which sounds strange to say.
0: <laughs> that sounds like something like... Yeah, it doesn't sound great when you say that. <laughs> animated Boys. Animated I really wanna, Boys. I want to
1: watch a violent animated boys <laughs> TV show. Um, I mean, it was and it wasn't. I mean, it's obviously got nothing to do with the story of the boys at all. Yeah, Uh, but but isn't it weird how like
0: you would think that a show like this would tread on the toes of the boys because it's superheroes, it's violence, it's ripping off other characters in order to, you know, parody other characters in order to progress a story and to also make a point. Um, It's the same humor, it's the same tone, but at the same time, they're very. Like they are, I don't know if it's because it's, one's animated and one's not. They just feel like very different shows and I've seen people like having these omniman versus homelander arguments on Twitter <laughs> and on Facebook. But they're not like saying like omniman is worse than homelander cuz homelander came first. It's actually about who would fucking win. It's not about anyone ripping the other one off. They are both in each other's eyes, they both respect each character. Mm. Which is mad. You would think that it would be like it's like on the point of DC and Marvel, where you're going like, you know, do do uh, who would win out of Iron Man and Batman? By the way, it's, it's Batman, but who, it's who always would win? Batman. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not like anyone was going. Oh, but technically, Iron Man is Marvel's Batman. Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. It's not no, no one has been saying that. And I thought I thought when I was going to start watching it. Especially when it got violent as well, like very violent, that it was gonna be like, Oh, people are gonna write this off as just being a, the boys mark too. But it's not. And I'm glad people have seen that it's not.
1: Yeah, it's it's not just like edgy and violent for the sake of being edgy and violent. Like it's a really well written and put together show. Like, I mean obviously that's that's probably why it struck a chord with so many people. Um, you know, my other theory for it being sort of an easy gateway in for people is that this is an indie comic it's not DC or Marvel so these characters you know that they're, they're easier to jump onto because there's no convoluted backstory or continuity to catch up on you know these characters are being portrayed for the first time ever and you're seeing that for the first time ever so it's so much more accessible that's my theory on it anyway yeah like what 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 um what publisher was invincible released on uh, it was Image, uh, but it was Skybound, which is the Rob, Robert. Is it Robert Kirkman, the guy who did this? Yes, it was Kirkman. Um, the guy who did w- Walking Dead. Uh, so I think Skybound is his um, imprint. Yeah.
0: Ah, right. So it, was That's an in
1: th- it was an indie of an indie. So it was like, Bloody really. Hell. That's what, what I was
0: to, I just, I, Funny enough, Eve so walked down and walked past and was like, why are you watching this animated.
1: <laughs> this cartoon. is the reaction that our, we get from our partners. Like another fucking superhero cartoon. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It, it's not even a good one. It's a like you say an Aldi version. Yeah, but <laughs> Eve was just like
0: Eve. Just Eve's never liked animation. It's just it just doesn't. She, uh, she, admittedly, she only likes to watch animated stuff when she doesn't feel well. So like one of her favourite things to watch when she doesn't feel well is Pocahontas. But if you try and oh, put yeah. Pocahontas on when she's not like dying of a disease, she doesn't <laughs> she's not interested whatsoever. Right. It's
1: like a um, like a comfort thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Childhood um, thing. But but when she came down, rolled her eyes at that and I went, It's a cartoon of an image comic, I think. It might even be more <laughs> indie than image, and Eve's eyebrow just like did the little thing like the rock does, and went up and was like, "Ooh, like that." Because Eve, Eve was like, "Oh, I respect the hustle." Then, like you've not just you've not just gone like for any old cartoon; you've gone for an, a cartoon of an image comic adaptation. I commend you, and I, I like I like the style, and I think that's it's it's a brave step what what they've done because they've stayed. Faithful as fuck to the, car, to the comic. Again, I've not read the comic, so these are some big words coming from me, but from the, uh, what I've seen of the comic and the, the art stylization of the comic, they've literally lifted it panel for panel, art style for art style, onto the page, uh, onto yeah. the
1: screen. And that's it's a saying, brave I mean, it, it, thing to it do. Lo- it looks very accurate. Um, the only thing I did notice when reading like reviews... Uh, I think they changed uh, some of the Amber? characters had their ethnicity changed, but obviously that didn't matter. We haven't read the comic, but um, I know some hardcore fans were complaining about that. But there's always there's always one.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, uh, to me, ethnicity doesn't matter. Like not in a uh, like I have a completely opposite end of Black Lives Matter. I'm ethnicity doesn't matter. So in the <laughs> sense of comics, it, like unless Amber, unless Amber. Part of her identity is that she is black or she is white. Which so far, throughout the, this season, she clearly—it it, she's just a, a person who isn't bothered by her ethnicity. It doesn't define her. Then why the fuck does it matter if she's black, if she's white, if she's French, if she's Asian? Doesn't fucking matter. And if that ruins a cartoon like this view about fucking space lions coming through portals and beating the shit out of kids, then. You need to really think about your priorities yeah. more. I mean, I,
1: the the argument was oh we we couldn't recognise them first of all who they were, but I mean as soon as they, they say their name, surely that's uh, that's yeah. enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jesus wept. Um, but, I, I think uh, you, I, you, you, yeah, go on. I was going to say I think what I don't know what got your attention to this t- m- more. I'm obviously well, me and you are both in this kind of circle where we see comic stuff all the time and we we might see something that we don't read as being adapted because we live in this amazing age where finally all this shit is being like pulled up and being used for material for TV shows and films. And what attracted me to this was the voice cast. Oh, yeah, let's let's in... talk
1: about the voice casting. Yeah. I have the list that in front of me. Do you, you want me to
0: list it? Do you want me to list it?
1: Yeah, sure, you can list it. I mean, there's a couple I want to talk about on there so we could stop. Right, you um, tell you tell me, you tell uh, me when I you mean, want me to start. If you want to, if you want yeah,
0: go on. Okay, so I'll start with Mark Grayson, Stephen Young, uh, the main character, main protagonist. You might know him best if you uh, as being the guy out of Walking Dead. I that's how I know him, the guy from Walking Dead who survives until spoiler alert. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure. I haven't uh, hang watched... on, I haven't, I haven't watched The Walking Dead, so. <laughs> well,
0: I've not watched The Walking Dead, but even I know how he dies. Oh
1: he right, dies. okay. He dies. I, actually, I don't care. I'm never going to watch it. He no, did. I don't. I don't know this guy at all, so I, so I don't know.
0: He's um. That's how I know him, and yeah, he's the main guy. He's Mark Grayson. Uh, his mum, Sandra O, oh, is best known as the main protagonist from Killing Eve, which is a fantastic show on the BBC. Um, no, uh, Omniman. Is JK Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> what really a casting. casting. Oh God, I could listen to that man talk all day.
1: Yeah. I mean it was just spot on. Absolutely spot on.
0: It worked so well, like there was both, he's J.K. Simmons has this ability to turn in this in the space of an entire sentence from speaking softing soft and lovingly into hard and more more conflict in his voice than between you and the teacher you hated when you were a teenager Like he just has this way of just grating at you if he wants to but in this way that he, he could say like 2 plus 2 equals 4 but say it in such a way that makes you go no it's not, don't say it like that he's just <laughs> he's just got this way of riling you up he's fantastic and that's why he makes such a good both a good guy and a bad guy um, Amber is played by Zazzy Beats. I think that's why they changed Amber to being.
1: Oh, she looks just like her.
0: Yeah, I think yeah.
1: She, I think <laughs> oh, exactly. They, changed... they changed, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's why they did
1: it because otherwise. Yeah, she looks exactly like her. She's if the could... girl that was in Deadpool, uh, not Deadpool. Fucking Joker. No, she was no, in Deadpool no, too.
0: No, yeah, she was in Deadpool. She yeah, she was Domino, yeah, she was Domino. Domino,
1: and she was in Joker as well.
0: But that's but that's my point. It's like if people are going to complain about white people playing, playing black characters well you can't have black people playing white characters because it, it's hypocritical so they just went well I,
1: I want Zazie Beats to go around now and just play every every single white comic book character just to prove a point <laughs> she's done it here <laughs> twice now
0: um, oh god yeah she has yeah is yeah. technically technically if we want to get into it white but she did I mean, again. I'm just, but again, I'm maybe I'm this is assuming that, that Amber that... was
1: white in the comics. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, no, Amber was white in the comics. I know that for a fact. That's where I've seen the kickoff and that's where I've gone like, oh, this mm. is a hive of scum and villain. But
1: actually, here's a here's a question about eth- ethnicity. Um, uh, Mark and Debbie, they're obviously uh, Japanese voice actors, right? Yes. Um, are, are is are they are they Japanese in the comics? Oh, that's a
0: good question. Let me just go a little quick Google. This and, are the,
1: are, and are they Japanese in the cartoon, too? I think they are. Yeah, right? they
0: are. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah they definitely definitely yeah.
1: are in the cartoon.
0: Um, Mark Grayson. I, I really do don't this...
1: want to offend anybody by this conversation at all. No, but I'm this just is ge- genuinely curious. Is a,
0: this is a genuinely curious... Yeah, yeah, I, like, about yeah it. I didn't, even, sort of I didn't Debra even know are Japanese. Um, I'm trying to look at this without looking at... Um, anything spoilers for future oh, series? Yeah. D- d- so, don't on, do me... that. <laughs> no, yeah, don't I don't me... want to be the one that
1: spoiled it for you. <laughs> well, you well, you yeah, say that, whatever. but
0: by the way, anyone who's who, anyone who's listened to me and, sp- and me and Chris speak, no, he spoils everything for me all the time. King spoiler, I I you think... do King spoiler. You do it all the time. Um, I can't see anything. I I think. I think she
1: is. I mean, it, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, just curious I, but, <laughs> so.
0: It is a curiosity, but I, I think she is. Um, then you've got Grey Griffin as Monster Girl, Kevin Michael Richardson as the Mauler Twins. Actually, I want to like, just stand back. I mean, when we say there was like characters that were parodies, there was also characters that were... I don't know, not parodies, but I couldn't think of who they were meant to be imitating, and they were kind of more original in how they were. But the Moore twins were great. I loved. I I loved. Didn't you like all these background characters? Like the very final episode, where it showed, like, where he's like, "Oh, I just want to finish high school," but then you see everything that everything has been set up. All these other villains that have now like got their place. Like you got that dude who. It is now looking like he's gonna be a bad Luke Cage and gonna be like running the, a dark oh, side yeah. of the city. Yeah, I
1: thought that exact same thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you've got, and then you've got the Mauler twins, and then you've, I, and I was loving all these like little things going, you know what, as much as you can make fun of them doing like Aldi superheroes to push the story along, they've then put their own original characters deep in there to continue the story they grip you yeah, with the dark wing but keep you with monster girl
1: yeah it was almost like um almost like it was a, i mean i don't know the the idea behind the whole setup what robert kirkman intended but it was almost like a starting point for him like okay we want to do sort of like you know evil superman and then you know justice league but then the Justice League get killed and then and then he's he's had his own ideas in there too do you know what I mean? And they've sort of worked their way in, but he's like started with what he knows. If that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um,
0: as someone who you you're more into Superman than me. It is the first thing I got off this was kind of Injustice vibes. But this when did this come out? This is well before Injustice.
1: Uh, yeah. This this came out ages ago. Hold on, I'll find out.
0: But. I got the vibe off this of someone going, I've got a really good Superman idea that will never, ever, ever be allowed in DC because it basically. And I feel like it's been almost ripped off since um, Brightburn is kind of like almost a rip. Have you watched Brightburn?
1: No, it had terrible reviews, so I oh, didn't bother. Oh, no,
0: no! Watch it. Like, it, really? it's not, Yeah, yes, it's not perfect by any means, but. I mean, dude, you like Friday the 13th Part 6, the director's cut, and shit like that. You know what I mean? You, you're <laughs> I think you're like...
1: thinking of Halloween 6, the director's cut.
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. The point, my point being is that you, you like like bad horror films, and it's a bad horror yeah, film, but, but, but with superhero 80s and
1: ten... 90s, I don't really like the new-ish kind of No, vibe, no, 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 know? no.
0: I, I, honestly, I think you should watch it, but anyway, we're we'll digressing. Hashtag,
1: Yeah, it it came out in 2003, issue one of Invincible.
0: Okay, so this, to me, had, like, vibes that someone's gone, I've had a really great idea that would have shook up the DC universe. What if Superman came to Earth? Actually, yeah, let's just talk about this entire story right now before we kick. I'll go through the cast later more. But how good is the story that, what if Superman came to Earth, pretended he was Superman, Gained everyone's trust, and then did a a Batman essentially went behind everyone's back to do his better. Killed everyone for the sole purpose of actually. Superman is from a race that were better than other people, and were, like why the fuck would Superman and, or, or Kryptonites be nice people? Why they weren't? They actually nearly destroyed their own planet. So what if the planet didn't get destroyed? They would go and they would take over the universe. It's been done in Doctor Who with the Daleks. It's been done in Star Trek with uh, the, the, not the Vulcans, uh, the, the cyborg people, whatever the fuck they are. I'm not a Trekkie. Don't at me. I don't know what I'm talking about there. But it, it made sense. Why has this not been done in like a mainstream sh- of comics? And it's come up with the, the, is it Vol- yeah. Vol- Voltramite? What were they called? Vol- Voltrites?
1: Uh, I think you got it right the first time. Voltramite. So, yeah. It's it's, but, it's I, no, hang on, that doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't sound right. What are they no. called? Fuck. You can tell you can tell <laughs> we haven't we read have the comic
0: it. and we are just literally buzzing <laughs> off of this show. <laughs>
1: I you think it, 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 no, it, is, is it, it Voltram it's Voltramite. It's not, is it? It's it's hang Right, on. I'm googling I'm it Google now.
0: I am googling it now. People who are listening will be like Absolutely enthralled by the way we're doing this. Viltramite. Viltramite. Right. Viltra- Doesn't roll
1: off the tongue, does it? Viltramite. But
0: it's such a good idea that there's a race of... And I love the way that he even like, has said to Mark and to Debbie, like, oh, we are a peaceful race who just want to do the best. And we go round and we are diplomats and we bring every every... You know, civilization up to its highest peak, but when you find out that at the end that they, they they don't they actually they killed half their own planet, which is so fucking Sith Lord kind of shit, which I love, and they um and they actually go around each planet enslaving them until they to do their bidding and to be like and to follow Viltrumite rules, and if you don't, you die. It's like this. Thanos the thing
1: is like with that it, it's so like batshit like crazy but it's actually very realistic because yeah! that's what would happen it's more
0: realistic than
1: it's more, oh yeah. our planet
0: died and we sent our last son to, you, to earth and he just happens to be a very good boy and well adjusted fuck no there's a guy who got his parents shot down the road in Gotham and he dresses in latex as a bat there's no way that would happen in a DC universe how the fuck does Superman exist doesn't work this makes so much more sense and so does every character it's like they went right let's take this character we can't rip him off completely let's do the parody the aldi version as i said but how do we how do we do it well let's make it more like how it would happen and it was more like i love the, the, the aquaman's version is a guy who's literally half fish and <laughs> he's bored and he's just waiting for something. <laughs> yes, he would be bored. He lives under the water. What the fuck happens there? <laughs> I loved all
1: that. But yeah, I mean, the storytelling was just sensational. And the way that they did it here, they adapted it for you know the cartoon. It was just like, you know, it, it also it really makes you question what makes a villain as well. You know I mean, it's one of those moments where you just, you know, with the Thanos thing, it's like, is he right? Like, <laughs> you know, well, you have those moments where you sort of my, you really my, do question things.
0: My moment with him was when he revealed how old he was. When he revealed how old he was, like, he's like, yeah. I'm thousands of years old. I was like, I can understand it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I understand. it, it, it actually more. gave me a bit of um, uh, vibes of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you know, with Ego. Ego, yeah, um, I've, I've seen
0: a few people compare him to Ego, the living planet.
1: Yeah, reminded me of that a bit.
0: Yeah, I totally, I, I get that. Like, he, if you're that, for me, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, shit, that's like Time Lord logic. Like, I am yeah. so old that the universe doesn't matter. If, if yeah. I exit and you don't matter, you an and it, and and he and I don't agree with it, but I understand it, and that's
1: worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's just like, yeah, your your wife, um, your mum's more of a pet to me than anything. <laughs> like it's like, Although holy the, shit. The
0: first thing I thought was, what are you doing to the dog? <laughs> I mean, who who yeah, buys a I cat mean... and goes, well,
1: you're more like a pet to me. And, like, fucks the cat. <laughs> I mean, the, the balance here as well of like emotion, action, humor, and horror. You know, like the, it was just so perfectly done. You know, it was like yeah. both funny and tragic at the same time. You know, it was like a really dark story, but you had this like these these wonderful bits of like humor. You know, just weaved in. So it, the pacing was great. You know, and even in the last episode, it was so grim, and so much happens, but then somehow, like, it ends on, like, a high, with the hives playing in the background, and like, a simple joke, and it just felt, like, totally normal, that was just, the tone of the show was just so, so well done.
0: Yeah, I mean, you forget the humour, among, I feel like you forget the humour when you come out the back end of it, because you've been, like, you have been put through the ringer watching this, no lie, you have.
1: Oh man, it's such a fucking ride. But...
0: That you are right. It's like let's not forget, like his gay best mate is hilarious. I love. Oh, him. he's a gr-
1: he's a great character. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, that's something I wanted to touch on too. There's a real diverse, you know, cast of characters, and it doesn't feel shoehorned in and pandered to. You know, like it, it's just it just felt so organic and natural. Yeah, that's well, how it should feel. Like I, I he's love- got a, he's got a best mate. He's gay. Cool. Let's crack on. He's going to meet up with this lad somewhere. Great. That was a great episode. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It didn't feel weird and forced. Do you know what am I making? I sense? didn't feel no, it did, because I know what you I know what you mean. And
0: I, I don't personally feel that. Um, but I, I know that there are No, people... I said it
1: didn't feel weird. No, no,
0: no, but I mean I don't personally feel that um th- there is a thing I know that people like say oh, you're making a Netflix show. Have you got a gay character? No, you do now.
1: Here's oh, your gay character. Oh, he wasn't character. like the token one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He
0: doesn't feel token. He was just no. like... It just felt like, yeah, he's he's the character. He's in it like that. Um, yeah. But those, those, I've, what I loved about it was in the background of every episode, you've got this linearity, this this thread of what is going on with Omniman What is this entire thing he's doing? Why did he kill the Guardians? This is a total mystery. Oh, it's such a
1: great mystery through the whole thing. And then you got like 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 Batman as a demon. Like, Hellboy? It's Hellboy and Batman combined? It's great. It was like Etrigan the Demon, but Batman, but Rorschach, and I was like, "This, this is a sick character." Like the Exorcist, like yeah. In in when he's in the room, like people, you can see their breath. It's cold. Like yeah, that's
0: so cool. dude, that was sick. And I, I, but what I liked is that while all that's happening in the background, Mark is gone on this journey of discovering his powers and kind of like learning how to be a hero. And those are like one-shot comic episodes. So yeah. nothing Dude, the continu- character
1: development was just top tier. Nothing like, continues was- into
0: another episode, like when it, when he goes to Mars, that entire thing happens on Mars in that one episode yeah. they don't address it beforehand, they don't, don't address it afterhand. However, well, m- they do throughout- have in the, the last well, yeah, episode yeah, the, they've got. Until yeah. the final episode where they basically yeah. reveal this is everything we have just set up and you didn't even notice
1: yeah. because
0: <laughs> you were too busy looking at the mustache man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and that is the sign of fantastic writing, you know. It's when so there's so much going on and they set up so much stuff, and it's not overloading you, and it's not too much to take in. There's, you know, there's some complex things being set up here. Yeah, but it never felt exhausting. It felt so fun. The whole thing. I mean and I don't know how they did it. You know, I, I, it just got better and better as well. I like, like episodes how, 7 and 8 are like masterpieces.
0: Oh yeah, like when they bring out the fake Cthulhu and it comes yeah. and it comes out and it's like drugged up like shit and like it it could take them down. I was like I don't know what I want to happen here. I genuinely don't know what I want to happen. I just whatever <laughs> happens happens. I don't I, it's I'm just I felt like a spectator as much as the characters in the show who have no powers
1: exactly and and when you get to that position where you're watching a show that you know it's coming to the end of its season and you can't predict what's going to happen next that's something special you know like when you are on the edge of your seat and you're like oh i don't know which way this is going to go now what you know that's actually really fucking you know a really well put together show
0: um I'll carry on down this uh, list, by the way, because I'm sure it'll set us off on different um, digressions. But Walton Goggins played Cecil. Now, I'm already going to stop. Cecil is, for me... Which one's he? He is the Fury of the world. The the Nick the Fury. Theory. The Nick
1: Fury. The, the, uh, oh, the... yeah, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Right. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that you're like, oh, trying to remember him. For me, like, whenever Cecil was on screen, my... It's not like my attention was diverted anyway, but I was a full attention. If Cecil is on, something big is happening. Like, this guy knows shit. He's got scars on his face. He is old. Omni-Man seems to even be, like, wary of him. And he already, like, from the minute Omni-Man, like, commits the crime... And he's the first person that Omni Man is like trying to convince. Oh, I was I was attacked. The first person that he realizes like could be a threat, and then as it continues, I love the fact that Omni Man can take on Mister Immortal, this Cthulhu, uh, all these other characters, but that he can't take on Cecil because Cecil has like a, a teleportation device and can just move <laughs> and is like you can see like. Even at his full power, the Man just couldn't quite catch Cecil, and I, I liked that. That a very old man—he is old—just couldn't uh, could outwit and outbeat essentially the ultimate evil Superman. I loved it. It was, and I love stuff like this because it does. It takes every character was was every character was put in the right light and how they should be. The Superman sh- should be evil. Superman should be evil, given his background, and he should also be careless enough to to think he can take on everyone. But because of that, he should be, there should be someone out there clever enough to know how to beat him. Like like kind of Lex Luthor, but would be actually Lex Luthor would be good if Superman was evil. And like that giant, I keep referring to him as a giant lion, which I thought was like a rip off of Thor. But he would be like an absolute monster, like an absolute demon, like a guy who just kills people for fun. Like that that episode is the most disturbing episode. That episode where he literally, that he just kills and maims so many people. And at the end, it was like, there's no good ending. He just goes, oh, I'm done, bye. That yeah. I was I was left scarred from that episode. I was like, What the what did I just watch? I just watched some like a lion beat the shit out of a kid, kill another kid, rip the head off this guy. Like, for what? He we don't even know why he did it? Yeah, it's,
1: there's more to come from him.
0: Well, I imagine. Oh sorry, some guy's walking past the house right now and he looks like a goblin. <laughs>
1: Is <laughs> it someone from Invincible? I
0: don't know. <laughs> She's so, come through a portal. Um, so, yeah, Cecil was mad. Uh, Gillian Jacobs was Atom Eve, um, which struck close to home for me because you had a young hot girl with red hair called Eve, and I was like, I know one of them.
1: <laughs> What's with the, um, the 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 logo on her chest? Yeah. Well,
0: Right, so it's very badly animated. I thought it looked like it was, like, no
1: females. Yeah, it looked like an anti-feminism, like, logo or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: it's just really, that's the one thing about the animation. I would say, that like, every so often they, I don't know if they cut a corner, or they just kept try to keep it as simple as the was con- it w- so What, it's what is, it look, is it me- it's meant, meant to be,
1: though? it meant to be, like, an atom?
0: Yeah, so it's basically meant to be the female symbol, but with the nucleus kind of spirals oh, going right. around. But from a, from literally any shot that I did that wasn't more than two feet away from her, it just like an X on the female logo.
1: Yeah, I, th- I didn't get that at all. I yeah. didn't even understand why she was called that either. It's only just click now. I was like, well, it, if it's not a cross going through, then it must be something to do with her name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no idea. Yeah, so.
1: that was weird. Well, do you, do you want to talk about the animation a little bit? Yeah, um, go on. I mean I th- I thought it was like really well done. It kind of reminded me of Young Justice, you know the DC comics mm. um animated show which I really love. Um I thought the character designs were extremely well done apart from what we just discussed. Um I thought you know the, the gore was just exhilarating and gut-wrenching. It was so brutal. <laughs> It was hard to watch at times, you know.
0: Oh, the and... train scene? The train oh, scene man, was Oh, like... man, that
1: was just, like, hardcore, wasn't it? Yeah. I was just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that, that meme I sent you before, that guy has become a meme on, like, all these <laughs> Invincible posts. For those who don't know... That's a the, great meme, yeah. The, the guy that Mark saves, the black, the, the black guy who's, like, the, the fighter pilot, and he, he lands and he's like, oh, thank you for saving me, and then fucking Omni-Man just lands behind him and literally crushes his head. That's become, like, this meme of stuff. It's fucking hilarious. But, yeah, dude, like... All that kind of stuff is... It was hard to watch. There were moments that were, like... Like I said, that episode six or seven with the the Thor Lion character was the hardest because...
1: I you know what got to me the bit where he tried to save that old woman when the aliens were invading and then he like he grabbed her and flew off of her and then like fell over and ended up like crushing it a bit and he was just holding her body just like mangled I was yeah. like oh that's so grim no. but it like it wasn't like like go for the sake of gore. It, it it was suspenseful do you know what I mean it needed that to raise the stakes yeah it, um I agree. and to sort of I don't want to say set it apart because it wasn't a gimmick. Do you know what I mean? It just felt right, but it was just.
0: I actually think you said yeah. it really well at the beginning, you know? And I think it's what sets it apart from the boys. I think you pointed out, and I, I'm not taking away from the boys. If you listen to our boys' reviews, I love the boys. Uh, I really. Oh, you do love the boys. I, do... <laughs> <laughs> I like the boys. Um, but you said that it wasn't gore. You said something similar like it wasn't gore for the sake of gore. It wasn't like, rip-offs for the sake of rip-offs. It was very clever storytelling. Now, I'm not saying The Boys isn't good storytelling, but it definitely... The Boys... What it does cleverly... It leans
1: on... It leans into that a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, like... Yeah. It leans into... You know what will be funny? This baby's got lasers for eyes, and he's going to wipe out everyone. Ha-ha! <laughs> How mad is this scene? And it it leans into it and does it correctly and well and fantastic this doesn't do that it actually steps backwardly and it's just like this scene is going to be gory but there is an intricate reason why there's gonna be a deep reason why and a deep reason that i'm not saying that the deep reason wouldn't be in the boys but the boys is a little bit more shallow a pool than this show and I, i'm not by if anyone's like driving the car and going, no but the boys i'm not taking away from the boys the boys is its own style and what part of its style is that it's a shallower pool and that's what makes it good they are both their own things very very much clearly i cannot state that enough and for both very different reasons and but this is what separates it
1: yeah um, yeah i, I really like the animation i thought it was uh, extremely well done yeah
0: yeah, I did I did as well. There was there was points where, I think what really struck it for me, and I think that's what made Eve look at it and go like, huh? Was like, I think Eve was like, are you watching an anime? When I'm not, I'm not watching, an, what am I watching? When it's not an anime, but it's not your run-of-the-mill animated show either. It's kind of this mixture of, It it, it just kind of, I, I don't know what it is, I'm not an animation expert, but it's not, also sticking to classic Saturday morning cartoon style, it's got this, and because there's gore in it as well, I associate gore with anime personally, because um, it is like a more adult theme normally. It, it, it's it, it's 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 again it sticks to it. it's its own thing. It's just dead good. Yeah.
1: Um, it's funny because to me, I mean, it felt a little bit nostalgic, and I couldn't quite put my finger on as to why. The, you know, the only thing I can compare it to is Young Justice, you know, the animation style. Yeah. But it also felt fresh at the same time. So it was this weird contrast of, yeah, this feels like a new show. But at the same time, I'm getting quite nostalgic vibes from it. I don't know why.
0: Right. I've got, I've got something for you. The big debate. The big debate. Is that, um, Jason Manzukas plays Rexplode, who is by... yeah. Rexplode.
1: Do you know who that dude is?
0: Yeah, he's the guy. He... He's in The Good Place. He's in Brooklyn Line 9. He... I
1: know him from um, Parks and Rec as Dennis Feinstein. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, he is. He is. <laughs> Great character. He's such a good voice actor and he's such a good actor, to be fair. He plays Rexplode. And here's my problem. One, Rexplode is the worst character in the whole fucking program. Because, like,. I don't even know what he does. I don't get his power. It's weird. He throws ping pong balls and they make explosions. It's like um,
1: it's like a, an obnoxious gambit, like, ju- Jubilee.
0: <laughs> yeah, somewhere between like... Jubilee and Gambit. But then, what's more annoying about him is like, I couldn't. Uh, like, I hated the fact I began to like him. That's what's so good about the show. I Was like, I think this guy has shit powers and he might be a pedophile. And by the end of it, <laughs> I was like. He's had so much shit happen to him during and uh, during this entire season that it doesn't make me, like, sympathise with him, but I don't hate him
1: as much. It's the weirdest thing. This whole show, like, it's, oh, it's... You know what that's like? The Deep in The Boys. Yeah, He's yes! a piece of shit at the start. He's the Deep! And then you start to sympathise with him, and you're like, no, no, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, you're right, he is. He's the Deep. I didn't even think of that. Um, by the way, did we all enjoy... Uh, Mark Hamill. Dude, I had no idea that was Mark Hamill until I looked at the IMDb list and I was like, holy shit, that was Mark Hamill. I knew his voice sounded a bit like, you know, of a different calibre. Mm. You know, <laughs> it was like, they've not just got any old guy for this. This this guy's voice is different. I didn't pick up on it.
0: Oh, no, I always... Mark Hamill I recognised from
1: a mile away. Um, he played the guy that made the super suits.
0: Yeah, and I think that was a really good part for him to play... Like he just
1: he, he needs a bigger part. It's Mark Hamill for fuck's no, sake. <laughs>
0: Mark Hamill likes to play these parts. He likes to just be like the guy in the background. He's had his big part. He's been Luke fucking Skywalker and the Joker. He's he he's had his moment. He he could You know who
1: is good? Um Zachary Quinto is Robot.
0: Yeah, dude, Robot Right, so here's the thing Robot All the way through has this has this mystery as well. Like up until about two thirds in and it's revealed. He's got this little mystery going on. And when it's revealed, it's such like a big like it feels like a soap opera kind of like reveal like robot is actually a man trapped in a tank who is planning to become a boy and wants to clot and do all this. And in my head, I was thinking this shouldn't work because we've had no background leading up to this. It's like totally like throwing an extra story in that doesn't need to be there. But it works. It it, it actually works. I'm that invested yeah. in robot, and I'm that invested in every character that this story that on any other sto- in any other show this is a thrown in soap story last minute twist. Actually works. I, it didn't matter that. I, how does he end up in that tank? I don't know. How does he end up looking like that and needing to do all this? I don't know. How did he come up with being a robot and coming? I don't know. Do I need to know? No. I don't. Because it's yeah. so well told.
1: Zachary Quinto himself did a really good job. I mean, he sounds like a robot. He, you know, he's Mister Spark, isn't he? Yeah. From the Star Trek reboot. Um, he's also in American Horror Story, I think. Um, yeah, he's really good, so I enjoyed his performance there. But yeah, I get what you're saying about like the the whole that plot thread was a bit odd. I mean, yes. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, at what point did he decide to become a little boy? Is it when he started to have a weird crush on Monster, Monster Girl? Girl?
0: Yeah, mon- on Monster Girl.
1: Because that that's a that's an odd thing that like that she. Okay, so she turns into, like, the Hulk, essentially. Yeah. But every time she does that, she then de-ages and Benjamin buttons. Mm-hmm. So she's going to, like, get younger and younger every time she does that. So now, at the moment, she's like, what, a 13-year-old girl or something? I think um, someone
0: did the math, based on what she said. I saw on a Facebook group, someone did the math. If she turned into the monster once a week for an hour, she would age normally. But she can't because... She has to train, and she also crime doesn't just happen for an hour a week.
1: The thing is, in the last episode, she turned into um, what's the, what's the monster called? Just monster. I think it's just called
0: monster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> monster, monster, monster. To literally pick up rubble or something, and I was like, that's not necessary. <laughs> you know, she's just de-aged herself, and she and she's going on about all the time. I can't do it that often, but she literally picked up a rock or something. But I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that was a that was a bit of a weird one, to me, where where it was just like, at what point did he decide to be a little boy because he's got a crush on monster girl now? Can we um, can we talk I about
0: um, because I'm I'm looking at the time and I think there's a few th- oh, sure. a few things we've not talked about and I think they are important. Um,
1: you know what we haven't talked about, which might be the only minus. Well, not minus, but. I'd say it's probably the weakest point for me. Go on. Something I, I I usually tout in something that I love, and that's the soundtrack, the music, the score. Um, I, it was fine. Middle, but it yeah, middle of
0: the road. Middle of the road.
1: Yeah, wasn't anything that I'd be like, oh, that's an essential part that I really loved about it. It did the job, you know.
0: But that's what happens if you have if you have Amazon Music, you know that, because they don't have the rights <laughs> to nearly any. They were just literally two years ago going, we've got the Beatles! It's like, yes, the rest of the fucking world has Amazon, well done. (laughs) Um, No, uh, yeah, I I get that. No, I think what we need to talk about, uh, there's three main points that happen, three key points in the story. Number one, the Guardian's getting killed. Like, how... Mm -hmm. did You said before you didn't see that scene coming. I definitely didn't see that scene coming. Like...
1: yeah. Because they just this? set up everyone Yeah. in the first episode. They were like, and it was like, okay, so this guy's, you know, One, this. this counterpart, the Aldi version, the calling the Caterpillar for this, this team, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, like, me and Abby were literally like, okay, so that's meant to be like flying Batman slash Silver Surfer, okay, Wonder Woman, and, you know, that guy's, you know, uh, and then the Flash. You know, he sort of like got to grips with our who's who, and then they just come. He just comes along and just. Rips the shit out of them all. <laughs> that was an incredible scene. I mean, one of the best cliffhangers I think probably ever to an episode like that. But what was your like? What was your reaction as it was happening?
0: Were you like,
1: oh, oh? Me and Abby were like, audibly, oh shit! Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. It's just I. I've never. I can't remember the last time
0: I've been. I've stopped everything and was like, it was. It was jaw dropping brutal like i think and what was even way worse was like the detail that went into it like someone pointed out on a forum that if you watch when whoever the, the the version of the flash is when he crushes his head you see that in the time in the real time that he sees it so that's why you see though the hero is running really slowly towards and he's like punching loads in that time and his eye begins to slowly like come out his eye his eye socket and burst like rather than like if he crushed mine in yours head we wouldn't even know it would happen but because he mm. can think and see so fast because he's a speedster it was even more painful because he felt it like it done in like slow time to him and it was Fuck. that level of detail in everyone's like death and how everyone was just like, the like the brutality of how they were all just killed i just remember yeah. the... you know
1: it was you know it was a great moment when he killed uh i don't know i've forgotten his name but like the wolverine guy um is it kill him for a sec yeah mr immortal the, one in the, the blue and yellow costume yes, mr. with immortal. wolverine chops and like he he killed him again for the second time but Everyone was watching this time and everyone was filming it on their phones and they had the news cameras and everything. And just that moment where it was just like, oh, fuck, everyone's seen this now. There's no going back. You know, he stood there with blood on his hands. His son's just seen it. Like, the whole world's seen it. That was an incredible moment, that.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, MCU, John Walker's like, yo, I can totally relate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So it was that bit and then for me the other major bit which was like there was there was a bit where like you think Debbie where Debbie discovers and figures out that he killed them. That was yeah. that was like breaking bad shit. Like that entire story was like the wife in Breaking Bad. Have you ever seen Breaking Bad?
1: No. Oh my god. <laughs> I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen The Walking Dead. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Right, um... <laughs> Breaking
0: Bad is a religious experience that you need to do because, like, I I mentioned it to Eve, and Eve was like, "Yeah, whatever." Eve binged it in like three weeks and agreed with me. There's only one bad episode of Breaking Bad in like six seasons. It's fantastic, but the the whole point being that the whole wife trying to find out the mystery was intense as fuck, and then as she finds out, you're like, you're almost like going don't find out Because if you find out you die don't find out and then she's finds out and you're like oh mm-hmm. you fucking bitch you found out a bit more okay um
1: <laughs> okay just it, like he's back he's back put the bin bag back and then- oh that that was cool a bit where like where she like texted him and said oh pick up our favorite meal from like france or something and then took set a timer how long it would take for yeah. him to go there and back I was like, that's so cool.
0: That was, that, that. was like, intense shit. But that's what I liked. I loved that, the detail on that. And then the, yeah. the final battle. One
1: thing I didn't get about that was, why didn't he just throw his suit away? You know, with all the blood on. He didn't want anyone. Why didn't he just throw it away? Why does he keep it in a bag and shit? He didn't want anyone to find it. Because he knows mm. about I Cecil-, that, Cecil. Yeah, I suppose that he's got all those invisible guys everywhere and that, hasn't he? Which I loved that. Which, by the way, that was an incredible, like revelation at the end of last episode where it was like he took him in that white room and then he was like lights on and then he was like yeah this is what's going on that's all you can see now that's enough um yeah we've been putting stuff in the water and humans don't have the ability to see through this spectrum of light or something i was like holy shit yes (laughs) that explains everything like why these guys are invisible and why they just you know like that was so cool
0: I what was more annoying was I just watched I don't know at the time of recording this I'm watching Taskmaster which is a British TV game show and one of the the competitors who's a comedian on it was offered a glass of water and he just went it's a tap water yo and they went yeah and he went nah chemicals in it in it bro government put chemicals in and I was like
1: I I literally don't drink tap water <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking my sparkling Aldi water at the moment <laughs> Well,
0: so one day, me and you are gonna walk in a room, a light's gonna flick on, and I'm gonna be like, "Do do 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 no idea, no and like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> um, now the bit, the the final bit was that last, like the final battle between Mark and Omni Man, and
1: oh, it was just so worth the whole build up for that, wasn't it? There was no, I mean, that was no punches incredible... pulled by the writers
0: or animators out the story, no. like. Every there was everything that you like. They took a scene and where you would go with that scene as a traditionalist and go right. So in this scene, like okay, this building's gonna fall and these two people are gonna struggle. He's gonna save one of them. One of them might die.
1: Yeah, Um he'll save them. There's a child there. He's bound to save the yeah, child. No, no, no. He just it, holds it, an arm at the end of it, it's, <laughs> a severed arm. Yeah, it's like oh fuck. How much bad? How much worse can this get? You know, he's going to get, and it does get so, worse.
0: <laughs> he's right. He's, he's, the only thing that was possibly close was like to being a traditionalist is that he threatens to kill him, and he doesn't because he has a moment where he realizes yeah. like, but at the same time,
1: if he you, because gonna... <laughs> he knocks his he knocks his front teeth out, and then he gets a flashback to when he was a kid when he had no front teeth. Yeah, which <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> kind of transitioned in on his from his kid face to his like bloody face with no teeth i, I love
0: gal. you dad <laughs> but it's like i i loved that because and it was again it was the and you saw the pain of omniman he's like in 500 yeah. years 500 years what are you gonna have because you can tell he's like going i've got nothing it's in 500 years. i won't have your mom i won't have this planet i won't have anything what will i have yeah. and he's like going me we'll have yeah. each other and I've got such Doctor Who feels of like a Time Lord who has not really, who's been so focused on the whole world around him, not focused on the world that he has in his hand, and this plan that like has, doesn't work anymore because now he has a son. It was just so
1: yeah. And you you see that little bit of humanity in the, yeah. the, the non-human, you know, like, and you just like oh shit. There's there's something in there that he's not a total monster. But he but he is obviously but he just can't follow through with it because there's something there that he's got that bit of humanity from living there on earth and having a wife and having a son, you know, like who do you think would brilliant who do you, brilliant Who do you
0: think would win, by the way, out of Homelander versus Omniman? Man? Who do you think would win?
1: Oh fuck. Uh, I'd say Omni Man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, no one could fucking touch him, could they? You know. I mean, like... yeah.
0: I, I'm just as I've said that. I do remember in season two of The Boys, he does get like half an island dropped on him, and he's taken out for a little bit. Whereas in this, I feel like he got half the equivalent of half an island dropped on him, and he did like a Luke in Last Jedi and just brushed his shoulder and just got up.
1: Yeah, the amount of times that Omniman got like exploded and blown up like, you know, he was just and all it did was make him more mad. <laughs> we
0: did a we did a vote on the socials as to who would play a better live action Omniman, Henry Cavill or um Oh my god, I got Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Um now I know that you're 100% on board with Henry Cavill because he's your favorite man in the whole wide world. <laughs>
1: I mean, was this a joke? Surely this is a joke. Or this is just two moustachioed men. That they. I mean, did you see what I put in for my choice?
0: Uh, um, no. Someone's put. Is this a, uh, Rich Coleman has put? Is this a cartoon? <laughs> he still doesn't know. It's oh, Rich to...
1: hasn't watched no, it. Oh, I, no.
0: Oh But this is what I mean, Get Rich. Mate, onto there's that. loads of people who haven't watched this shit. Like I'm telling you right now, people haven't watched this shit. Oh, you've put Tom Selleck thirty years ago. Yes. That's a really good shout, Tom Selleck. Uh, there is rumor; it is pure rumor at the moment. They're going to do a live action one. I don't think they will because why would you when you've got an animated one that's successful? Um, unless you're going to why? The only way you I could think reason why you
1: would do it is to make it a movie, but you couldn't do that in one movie. So yeah, no, I I, I hope they don't. I, it's it's medium is perfect yes, where it is right it now. It is. It is. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um,
0: as always with these pods, I'm going to ask you to rate it out of ten. So Chris Wakefield oh. of Chris's Comics and of Regality in the Talk Nerdy to Me franchise, major ex shareholder, um, where do you rate?
1: this on a scale of 1 to 10 i'll give it a 10 10 out of 10 incredible
0: invincible some would say um yeah. i'm with you i'm completely with you 10 out of 10 i there's not i i i feel like the the sign of a good show is there's a lot of shows right now that are putting the first three episodes up to stream before they put up the whole thing and I felt like with One Division, um, the ma- I don't know if, what else did it with recently. But when I watched the first one, the only reason I watched the second was because it's there, it's on. I'm in lockdown, yada yada yada, and just did it. I actually didn't feel like there was the pull factor was there. As soon as this finished, the pull factor was there. I needed to watch the second episode end of set episode two came i needed to watch the end of episode three and that need is always there and it's not like how some netflix shows have this thing where they give a cliffhanger then 30 minutes of filler and then another cliffhanger this was well told throughout animated well throughout voice acted well throughout I've never read the comic, so I can't say if it's the best adaptation ever. But I would like to think it is because this is brilliant. So it's it, for me, it'd be bizarre for someone to go, "This is a shit adaptation." Well, it can't be because it's fucking amazing. All
1: right. So yeah, it's it's an incredible thing this show because like people from all walks of life, you know, us, you know, we're we're big comic book fans, but we've never read this. We love it. You know, you've got Abby, who's a comic, a, a casual comic book fan. Uh, not never read it. She loved it. You got, you know, work colleagues that, you know, ca- casual fan loved it. And I've seen some reviews online saying they're not into comic books at all or cartoons, but they loved it. So it's just yeah. like it's got something that draws people in. Definitely, you know, it's just it's just so good, and it's just set the bar insanely high now for R-rated superhero animated shows. We've got you know, C- it was just a phenomenal first season. And I'm eagerly awaiting seasons two and three. Two and three, yes. We've had those confirmed. Two and three. Yeah, I'm going to stay the fuck away from any spoilers online. I'm not going to read the comic. I'm going to just watch the show. But apparently we're in for one of the greatest stories ever. So. Fantastic. I'm
0: the same. I don't want to touch the uh, the comics either, which is an ironic no. thought. I bet they were like, I mean, can't yeah. wait for the comics to sell. Uh, no, I'm not such an comic mate.
1: I want to um, I want the There's a guy there's a guy in work that's ruined it for himself because he just googled it because he couldn't wait to find out why Omni-Man did what he did oh, and blah blah, blah. He just what googled it. Fucking- and he's ruined it for himself now. <laughs>
0: um, what did you think? Let us know in the comments down below or email us at talknow@ukgmail.com. At we'll read your thoughts out on the next pod um don't forget that you can go to www.talknerdy.uk to listen to more podcasts we've just got the tell me again podcast is just on a harry potter uh, chamber of secrets comparison we're gonna have the five-year podcast of our latest show up and you might be going chris sounds familiar well yeah chris is of chris's comics podcast fame also on the site and chris do you want to talk to us more about what you do for those who this might be the first time listening
1: yeah, I've got a show called Chris's Comics, and uh, my name is Chris, and I talk about comics, and that's basically it. Oh, and JB's on it too, so that's the pull. Yeah, the pull. Yeah,
0: and we just we literally just talk about what we've bought, what we've been reading. Every so often we do a book club. It's fucking great. Um, and if you don't like it, you can suck our dicks. Um, but yeah,
1: if you if you liked Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League, then don't listen to my episode <laughs> where I rip it to pieces. Because my one of my bosses in work, shout out to Andy, I know he listens to the podcast, um, he loved that, that movie um, and uh, <laughs> and like got called into the office and he was like, I'm halfway through your rant about Zack Snyder's Justice League and this is why you're wrong and that's why wrong. <laughs> he just like went off on me about it. So I know now why c- certain demographics like that movie and that's totally fine, that's great, but for me it was a piece of shit and I hated it. Anyway, go and check out the show. Yeah, <laughs> you can listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow the show also on uh, Chris Comics. The Chris's has two S's. I think it's on Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast and on Facebook the same. Just a slash.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, just keep your eye on both of our well, all the podcasts because there's loads of episodes of stuff coming up. And yeah. Thank you for joining me, Chris. It's nice to have you back. And I'm sure we'll have you. we have arranged to do a couple of things in the future soon. So,
1: yeah, it's nice to be back. Can't wait to talk about Stargirl.
0: Yeah, Stargirl is going to be the next thing that me and you talk about, along with there's a load of uh, podcasts coming up about TV shows. But that's another thing anyway. So I've been Jay. Thank you again, Chris. No problem. And you have been listening to Talk Nerdy to Me. Keep talking, Nerdy! Bang! Gone! I am invincible! Yes! I am invincible! Yes! I am invincible!